and welcome to the Dermot Park Podcast Show. Over the last two seasons, we have featured exciting new guests and have trained several new podcast hosts and production technicians who have recorded, edited, and produced the show. This show is a great way to get to know the Dermot family a bit better and help with our community. We are your hosts, Ava and Tyson. On today's show, we are going to be talking about a reader's theater. Reader's theater is a play, but there's no actions, it's just emotions through your voice. Reader's Theater is also about fluency, not just about how you're acting. What was it like, Tyson, to be in the play? It felt kind of weird at first when I was chose to be Simon, because there were some hard words like hieroglyphics, and I didn't know it, so I had to keep practicing, and we always kept laughing at one word, which was amethope, and it was really funny. I don't know why, and that was hard, and then we just kept going through it, and we didn't laugh at Amethope ever again. How was it like for you, Ava? It was interesting because we had to edit it and make our own sounds. And it was my first time editing us a, a play and making our own sound effects. And it was kind of fun being one of the main characters and just being a person that I'm not really am. For me, it was weird as Simon because I had to drop a book and flip through pages as like on a microphone trying to create sounds and it was really weird what was it like for you making sound effects um it was kind of interesting my favorite sound effect was probably when we had to shriek into the microphone and gasp that was probably the funnest sound effect to make you were the loudest shriek in the whole group just so you know (laughs) you have anything else you wanted to add about the play It's fun watching other people do the play because when I watched Jackson do narrator, he said a couple words that made me laugh. So I had to try and keep in my laugh and same with Colton and Muscon. I had to try and keep in my laugh when we were recording so I didn't have, so we didn't have to restart. The biggest theater we're doing today is Don't Wake the Mummy. The characters are Ava Libanati as Amy, Tyson Curtin as Simon, and Jackson Beck as the narrator. Muscon Carr as Miss Crabbock, and Colton Fassett as a tour guide. Without further ado, here's Don't Wake the Mummy. Amy and Simon stand near the back of their class in the, in the shadowy chambers of the Egyptian pyramid. Their school trip has brought them on a tour of the burial chamber of the ancient pharaoh. To speak the names of the dead is to make them live again. Simon, what are you doing? Pay attention. Throughout the tomb, and especially when we enter the burial chamber, we must refer to the mummy as the king or pharaoh. Is that understood? Simon, I think you're missing important stuff. I read about this on the internet before we left for the trip. It's kind of a curse or something. These hieroglyphics are strange. Very strange. Come along, children. Step lively. We're leaving the ritual shaft and heading toward the burial chamber. The students begin to file out of the room behind the tour guide. I only need a few more minutes to figure out what it says. Simon, we don't have a few more minutes. Everyone's leaving. Honestly, sometimes I think you actually want to get left behind just so you can explore and figure more things out. I've got it. It says here that they pulled the mummy's brains out through its nose. Yuck. No wonder the tour guide didn't include that in his speech. Uh Uh-oh, everyone's almost gone. Keep up, kids. We don't want anyone getting lost. Amy and Simon duck into the line just before Mrs. Crabwalk notices them lagging behind. The class goes up a wide flight of stairs, down a narrow corridor, and into another chamber. 
Whoa, here are some more pictures on the walls. Look, this one's of a huge bug. I wonder what its eyes mean. Simon, come on! Now gather around students and take a look at these hieroglyphics here. These explain the pharaoh's relationship to the gods. The ancient Egyptians believed that the pharaoh was directly appointed by the gods and was their representative on earth. Here's something about ships, and they're going into the darkness. Shh! Before us is the royal chamber where we, where the mummy of the great king lies. Enter, if you dare. The students become silent as the tour guide disappears into the darkness of the chamber, and they follow single file. Inside, a redstone sarcophagus comes into view. The room is tiny, and students crowd together around the coffin. Now we'll just slide the top of the coffin aside and get a look at the mummy. Several students shriek as the shriveled face of the mummy appears in the push and shove to get closer to the body. Amy is squeezed to the outside. She finds Simon crouching on in the corner, reading the pages of an ancient book. Whoa, what is that? Hey, is this a picture of the pharaoh? Why is he in a boat? I'm working on it. I believe they're traveling in the underworld. Cool. Suddenly, Amy notices the silence around them. Oh no, everyone's gone. Simon, come on, we're going to get in trouble with Miss Crabwalk. Simon, I mean it. But I figured it out. The picture shows that King Amethope II went in some kind of solar-powered boat on his way to the sun god. Simon? Gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to keep us here so long. But don't worry, Miss Crabwalk won't notice that we're gone if we hurry. You said his name. Whose name? You mean King Amethope? Stop saying it, Simon. Don't you know that if you speak the name of the dead, you make them live again? Weren't you listening when the tour guide told us? Oh, no. How could I be so stupid? I even read about it in the book right here. Simon fumbles with the book, and suddenly it drops with a thud. In the following silence is frightening. Amy and Simon look at each other and wait for the sounds of King Amethope awakening from the dead. Huh. Well, I guess it was just really a superstition. Come on, we'd better get back to our tour. Just as Amy and Simon are about to leave, a low scraping noise stops them in their tracks. They slowly turn around and watch in the horror as the lid of their sarcophagus begins to open. This can't be happening. Could it get in so much trouble? How are we going to get him to go back to sleep? I bet it's in the book. Simon dashes into the burial chamber to get the book, but once he's in the corner, the mummy stands up. Simon has no way out. Here, over here, mummy. Amy manages to distract the mummy just long enough for Simon to dash out of the burial chamber. The two run as fast as they can down the narrow corridor and duck behind a pillar by the stairs. What are we going to do now? Don't worry, I'll figure it out. Just keep an eye out for the mummy while I search in the book for the answer. He doesn't seem to be able to move too fast. Amy crouches down while Simon frantically flips through the book. I think I found something. Too late. Here it comes. We have to get out of here now. Amy and Simon race down the stairs, finally ending up, up in a room where the tour began. I don't think he saw it. Oh, no. But the mummy follows them on into the next chamber. They run, dashing behind another pillar in the back of the room. Darn it. There's a page missing from this book, and it looks like just the page we need. But I know I've seen those pictures somewhere. Are you kidding? Simon, if you can't solve this problem, then we're really going to be in trouble. Why do you have to be staring at the pictures on the wall instead of listening to the tour guide's warning? If you didn't pay attention, we wouldn't be in this mess. That's it. The pictures in the ritual shaft are the pictures we need to read to put the mummy back. 
Thank you so much, Amy. Simon dashes out of the room and heads back to the ritual shaft. Wait for me. Simon had his notebook out and frantically writes as he tries to translate the hieroglyphics. Quick, Amy, write this down. Amy writes the words as Simon figures them out in a jumble of pictures on the wall. We have to lure the mummy back into the burrow chamber. Once he's there, we repeat the chant to make him go back to sleep. Of course, I sure hope he crawls inside his sarcophagus before he falls asleep. Otherwise, we'll have to pick him up and put him in there ourselves. What? Ew, I don't want to touch the mummy. The mummy, it's back. The mummy reaches down the stairs. When Simon and Amy have enough room, they dash by it and run back up the stairs into the corridor. It's working. He's following us, and he seems to be going a lot faster. Guess he's wide awake now. They run all the way back into the burial chamber where Simon takes his notebook and waits for the mummy to arrive. The mummy grunts and stomps into the chamber. King of kings, pharaoh of the land, lie down and rest in the burning desert sand. Simon, it doesn't seem to be taking effect. Read the second verse. In a sarcophagus you were kept for 3,000 years of slumber. Return now to the place you slept and back to your time of wonder. The mummy stops, rubs its eyes, and yawns. It's working. He's getting back into the sarcophagus. The two wait for, the, for a full minute after the mummy lies back down, and they tiptoe over to their sarcophagus and close the lid. Okay, now we've got two more problems. First, we have to find our way out of this pyramid, and second, we have to sneak back to our class before Miss Crab, Crabwalk notices that we're gone. Problem number one, solved. There's a map of the pyramid in this book. Simon and Amy, Amy dodged the, down the tunnels and through the chambers, finally emerging in the hot desert air. Mrs. Crabwalk is there, counting the line of students, and she is almost halfway to the end. Quick, we're just in time. 47, 48, 49, 50. Okay, everyone's here. Let's get on the bus. Once on the bus, Amy and Simon promptly fall asleep. They don't hear a word the tour guide says. Once we get there, we, I must warn you that you should never look directly into the eyes of, a, of the statue of Anubis. I can tell you what might happen if you do. episode and special thanks to colton jackson and muscon behind the scenes on tech we're your hosts ava and tyson goodbye, goodbye.